I mean, everyone likes to be talked about rather than not be talked about, right? <laughs> but we want to be talked about as ourselves. You know, young people... With the, 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 young people because they're uh, so old school <laughs> school age people Alrighty, here on FBI Radio 94.5 FM that is Couple Song by Body Type my name's Maya Billick I'm with Tanya Coons and I've got a very special guest a dear friend of hers Dr Lou Cooper welcome both of you to the studio our first proper studio <laughs> guest after some time. How are you both going? Morning, Maya. I'm very well here, thanks, and it's a delight to have Lou in the studio. It's nice to be here. I'm a, a fly-in. A fly-in, <laughs> yes, coming out from Melbourne. It's a super special guest. A very welcome fly-in. Mm-hmm. Um, now, today on the show, we're talking all about pronouns, which hopefully is something that maybe you've sort of heard a little bit of or or read an article online, but maybe if you haven't dived deep enough into what they really are, how to use them, how to ask about them and more, we're going to answer all those questions today on Let's Talk About Sex. So kicking it off with the basics, Lou, Tanya, what is a pronoun? All right. I can jump in there first up. Um, today, the, the pronouns we're going to look at today are basically third-person personal pronouns. Words such as uh, he, him, she, her, or they, them. How you like yourself to be referred to. And Lou, you might like to add to that. Well, I'm thinking, you know, often pronouns are used when you're not there. Mm. Yes. So when we talk about people or you're being talked about, I mean, everyone likes to be talked about rather than not be talked about, right? (laughs) But we want to be talked about as ourselves, not as someone or something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You've just hit the nail on the head about how important that is. Yeah. Mm. Mm. We're going to be going very deep into how important that is. But it's interesting, right? Because it's something that happens when you're not there, like you said. So I think then it's all the more important to dive into what they are and specifically that there are more options than that his or hers or she or him. Um, What if you are someone who don't necessarily prescribe to that binary or don't feel like that really identifies you? What are the other options? Well, I use she, they pronouns. I don't subscribe to that binary. Um, but I'm a bit of an old fart, you know, I've been around for a long time and I think that's why I use she, they, because uh, maybe I can't be bothered fighting it, which is an awful thing to say. I hear it often, often. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and because, you know, for me, I was well into my adulthood before the term non-binary, before I discovered that term non-binary. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to being she'd. Um, I really mm. like it when people they me, though. <laughs> yeah, I, this is the thing. Language um, can make people invisible or it can be really affirming. And I think that that's the importance of, you know, it seems like these little teeny, teeny words that we're talking about today. But language is actually used to make people invisible, not important, exactly. less than. So having conversations like this today and understanding what goes on for people. So the path of least resistance, it sounds like for you at times. Yeah, a little bit like that, John. 
John, you want to call me John now? <laughs> oh, Lou's having a go now to sing because I'm definitely a she, her, and a definitely a Tanya, not a John. Yeah, you're not a John. No, and mm. it's uncomfortable hearing myself being referred to either to my face or behind my back uh, incorrectly. Mm. Yeah, really uncomfortable. That's a not nice feeling. So, can you imagine if that's really your sense of self? Yeah that uh, people are referring to you incorrectly, uh, sometimes unconsciously, sometimes unknowingly, sometimes on purpose. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, though, as well, there are some um, other new pronouns coming out, like Z or Zim or Z, that leads with the letter Z. Yeah. What do you both think about that option? Um, Not many people are using them. Mm. Yeah, uh, I did a little Vox Pop on the weekend amongst friends and all of us knew approximately two people maybe using them and felt like it was a little more of a political statement. Mm-hmm. But So I figure that's also going to be a lot harder work for the person in terms of Z-ear, Z-ear, Z-ear and um, correcting folks all the time. Not that that's problematic if that's what you want to do, but... We were just saying, you know, talking about the path of least resistance, sometimes things can be exhausting. If yeah. someone if someone says that's, you know, whatever it is, whatever your pronoun is, if you ask someone to call you and use those pronouns, it is only respectful to do that. Um, it, it is is our choice. It is how we, uh, as, as to which pronoun we pick. And I say it's a choice. Sometimes that's just who you are. It's it's identifying who you are. So however difficult it may feel for other people, it's important that we we work at it hmm. because it doesn't come naturally. If you're used to calling someone she or he and they tell you that their pronouns are they, for instance, they, them, um, there's a lot of work that goes into actually changing that as there's a lot of work that has to go into um, if someone changes their name mm. to learning how to use that new new name mm. and it, it's not it's not good enough that people say uh, make mistakes and of course people make mistakes it's but if their intention is not to put some effort into respecting mm. who mm. someone is and practicing it yeah I think that's the difference and that's what's important um, that it is something, you know, just like anti-racism. It's not something you're going to learn all of a sudden in one day. You need to constantly be working at it and honing yeah. at it. So if you're listening and thinking back to a time maybe where you accidentally had mispronounced someone, it all comes down to the way that you handle it and how respectfully you respond to it. As I'm sure, Lou, you're nodding your head in agreement. Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah, thinking both put, some work in, yeah. put some work into it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I have a, a lot of clients actually and... They, they will often come out, change their name, change their pronoun, and um, family, for instance, or workplaces will deliberately misgender them. Mm. And basically it's like saying, no, I disagree with who you're telling me who you are. Mm. I'm telling you that you're this, right? And I, I can't think of a greater insult, actually, and completely unsettling when you think about family, that, you know, in theory, the closest people to you, people you spend a lot of time with yeah. when you're young and growing up, people who form you, um, it's very, very upsetting to have that thrown back at you or argued with. Yeah. It's like if I said to you, oh, Maya, I'm I'm really, really sad today. And you're like, well, you look really happy. Tanya, you're happy. You know, and I'd be like, well, actually, I'm sad. And I've told you I'm sad. I could be presenting as happy. I've got a big smile on my face. But deep, deep down, I'm sad. I am the best judge of 
what's going on for me and who I am. Mm. Are you okay? <laughs> oh, Lou. I'm actually very well, thank okay, you. Good. <laughs> uh, Tanya Lou, I want to ask, how can someone share their pronouns? Lou, you mentioned yours, a she, they. What was that moment like for you and how do you share that post? Uh, hi, I'm Lou. I use she, they pronouns. Simple as that. Yeah. I actually think it's better for people, you know, if everyone introduces themselves with their pronouns, whatever their pronouns are, it gives the opportunity for um, people who may use pronouns that um, are not obvious. In other words, they present in a way where the pronouns may not be clear mm-hmm. um, uh, to, to not feel that they're having to share their pronouns to make sure people use the right pronouns, but other people aren't having to do that mm-hmm. so to stop that othering that happens when people constantly having to kind of out themselves constantly having to to uh, tell people how to how to address them mm. Mm. and I, I think we're seeing a lot more of that how many zoom calls do you do where people have their name and their pronouns or oh, their email signatures email signatures in people's bios I think that's great all the workshops we do it's like hi my name is blah and my pronouns are blah um, but I think the introductions, I don't think people think to shake a hand or give a hug and say, hi, my name's Tanya, I use she, her pronouns. And incidentally, Maya, we can also do it this way. Maya, what pronouns do you use? I use she, her. Thank you. Right? There's a lot we have to do now, you know, when we meet someone. It used to just be, you know, we'd just be straight on in there now, introduce <laughs> the pronouns, and we have to say, uh, do you do hugs? Yes. Would you like a hug? Is my <laughs> greeting, my famous greeting. Would you like a hug? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it really makes me reflect on a friend of mine who had said in the moment when, you know, pronouns started popping up on email signatures and in conversation and even recently on Instagram, how affecting it was for them because it made them feel like they didn't even necessarily have to start anything awkwardly or share something weird like it made them feel comfortable enough to start by sharing their own pronouns if somebody else had first fantastic fantastic and i I think it's good to have a little look at the language because a a lot of folks say to me why do i have to use the term sis before my name i'm just a normal bloke or just a normal woman and it's like well because we don't want to other people who do have a pronoun uh, a prefix before their names if everyone has one you can be cis, cis bloke if you want or trans bloke uh, that's up to you. But if we all have one, then we're all in the same boat. We're not othering anyone else. So that's why that sort of came in. You know, when I, if I'm in a, a forum or in an arena where there's people introducing themselves and someone before me introduces themselves with their pronouns, I always feel a sense of kind of relief. Mm. Oh, Phew. I don't have to do this again, mm. you know. Yeah that I'm not in this, just me, yeah. that, um, that that we're kind of all in this together. Yeah, not feeling alone, I can imagine. Yeah. And yeah. It's, uh, it's really nice when it's not you always having to sort of put it on, put it on the table. Mm. I think there's another consideration too, is that uh, sometimes you might know someone in a context, you know, like maybe you see them down at the club on the weekends or playing sport with them and you know their pronoun in that situation. But uh, it's good to check in because sometimes folks don't use the same pronouns in all environments. They might not have the same pronoun with their family or with their work colleagues. Mm. So again, that question, it's like, hi, what pronoun do you use here? 
you know, it's something really simple just to check in rather than assuming and thinking, you know, because sometimes it's like, yes, I'm going to use the right pronoun. This is really great. And you can accidentally out someone Mm. or put them in a situation that might be dangerous for them. Well, I want to ask you both how you think it is or what the best approach is to really ask someone, because I think you're exactly right. Pronouns aren't final or absolute. They can be fluid or change through time. So how important is it to be polite or is it better to be discreet when asking someone for their pronouns? Mm. Introduce yourself first. Mm. I use so. And, and just ask, what pronouns do you use? Yep. And use the word use, not prefer mm. um, as well. But I think, yeah, that check-in. I think, you know, I'm not sure, but for me I would do a double check around family and work because mm-hmm. I know those are places that can contain fraughtness for people. So it might be like, hey, I'm so glad you're you know, going to introduce me to your family on the weekend. By the way, what pronouns do you use when you're around family? Or thanks for inviting me to the work Christmas party. Uh, we're using he pronouns in this situation. And just check it out real, you know, with, with them quietly, not in front of everyone. Mm. Uh, so I think those are the discreet moments. But when meeting people, I think we can, yeah, we can lead. These are my pronouns. Mm. And create a space for them to step into or not. Mm. Um, I was going to say, with with young people, um, you know, young people, I'm saying young people. Because they're so old. School school age people Mm -hmm. where there may be more fluidity, there may be more changes. Yeah. And there also may be more um, uh, hiding of... Uh, of themselves up to a certain point from family. Mm-hmm. Um, school environments are notorious for outing young people. So a young person comes out at school um, mm. as non-binary, say, and uses is using a different name at school and at the parent-teacher meeting, you know, they're referred to with that, that name and the parents don't know anything about that name. And all of a sudden you have a situation that that young person... Did, did not lead themselves at all. So, you know, mm. there's all sorts of environments where it can be quite tricky. Mm. Yeah, and for some people it's an intimate thing. You know, I have some, some friends that might be one pronoun between us and a different one when I'm referring to them in public. Mm. Uh, so it, it really depends. People, people will tell you, though. It, it's not a secret, and I think it's really respectful checking in and, and careful. Yeah. I want to highlight if you listening are doing that, listening along to today's show on Let's Talk About Sex, um, you'll notice that Lou answered both questions the exact same way. It's as simple as an introduction of yourself to another person. And as soon as you practice using someone's pronouns or practice asking that question, it starts to feel a lot less daunting. So don't be shy with putting it into conversation and taking the time and reading up and learning more because pronouns and how they're used correctly is really, really important, put simply. Yeah, it's about people's identity. Yeah. And you think about this, we're all trying to be anti-racist. We're all trying to do a lot of things to give people their identities. This is no different. Mm. I want to, on that note, pivot to this idea, or not idea, this common practice really of assumptions that happens in this area of pronouns and what can happen if you've misgendered someone because, as we were saying before, heteronormativity 
cis-isms um, are prevalent in today's society. So, Lou, Tanya, if someone has made a mistake, how how should they react in that moment? And if they've misgendered someone, what's the best way to approach it? I think you can, if you pick yourself up, that's great. Um, look at it like a stumble because we are learning things and we will make mistakes from time to time. So if it's like, oh, she, pardon day and keep going, correct yourself, keep going. Not, oh, my God, I'm sorry, I keep stuffing up your pronoun. What is wrong with me? I'm such an idiot. Right? <laughs> that kind of really doesn't create a good feeling for the person that you're trying to respect. Uh, and it makes it a really big issue rather than, um, whoops, uh, my bad, keep going. Mm. Yeah. Well, actually, when people do that, that it, it kind of talks to uh, their, you know, their issue. Mm. You know, when that, yeah. that big critic comes in, it's the sorry. You know, they're likely to be people that apologise all the time for themselves. Yes. And um, yeah, it's it's a big thing. Whereas if you are not using, if you if you're not using a pronoun that is very obvious. Um, if you're not cis, then um, or you're not um, you're not passing, and you're 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 used to people getting it wrong, you know, and it yeah. actually feels really nice when people get it right. Yeah. So if someone gets it wrong for the first time and they just say, "Oh, sorry," and they move on. Yeah. That's okay. It's okay. Mm. It's okay. Lou, can I ask you a, a bit of a personal question here? Because I want people listening to be able to hear from you specifically on this. When someone gets it right, what does that mean for you? Why is that a relief and why is that significant? Well, it makes you visible. Mm. You know, if people if, if people get it wrong, you become invisible. It's that, and when people talk about gender now and they just talk about men and women. Mm. Mm. It's it it's it's a horrible feeling for anyone that's non-binary because it's like they don't exist. Mm. It's, um, but if we talk about people, we talk about humans, we talk about everyone. Yep. We're Folks. being inclusive. Mm. Yeah, there's so much limiting language. Uh, I, how, I don't know how many times I'm out with a bunch of friends and the service staff come up and go, ladies, <laughs> and half the mm. table are like, oh. Stop. You know, it's not okay for them or you know or boys or blokes all that sort of stuff it's i think you know we can take that stuff out you can you, you can preempt it by not using guys ladies boys and girls uh ladies and gentlemen that sort of language but using people peeps folks hey humans you know there's a whole lot of things so hello everyone hmm. there's a lot of things and it does get easier it does get much easier when you practice it i think you're right yeah. Well, if you've never had to think about your gender, because your gender just yes. slips into the way that the world works. It invites or introduces well, yourself first. You, yeah, you've probably never thought about your pronouns either. Yeah, um, and that's what privilege is when you don't have to worry indeed. about yeah. it. Indeed. Um, you've taken the words right out of my mouth on the next question on how to use <laughs> inclusive uh, language every day. Um, can we quickly recap what those words are specifically. Let's hear from Lou, because I gave you a whole bunch there. What did yeah, you think, Yeah, hi, Lou? everyone. Yeah. Hi, hi folks. Flynn. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Just a hello. How are you doing? Hello. <laughs> yeah. Um, you said folks. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I find it, if I uh, pull someone up on using uh, uh, the, the, the ladies, which is... Um, <laughs> Um, None of us like ladies. Just often stop it. Often people will say, "Well, <laughs> what what do you use?" 
And yeah. when you su- suggest, well, you can use everyone or all or folks or something, they go, oh, yeah, just never, never considered it. Never, mm. never considered it. So, and immediately in doing that, I think you're opening up a whole, a whole world for someone that's never thought about it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. just thinking again back to language, how it can be affirming or alienating or othering. Um, we have so much language in our everyday. So you, you float this back out to the levels of structural oppression and just look at how much language is used to put people in certain boxes and keep people in certain groups. Yeah, really. Um, so I think calling everyone humans or, or everyone is fine. It puts everyone on an even playing field. I really like that. Mm. You know, if, people automatically start shuffling people into boxes when you start gendering groups of folks as well. I am not a box. No, no, I'm not a tickable box either. I get very cross when people try to shove me in a, a not Tanya-shaped box because <laughs> I will not lie down. <laughs> Love that. Well, Tanya Lou, thank you so much for swinging by. Let's talk about sex today, um, especially all the way up from now, Melbourne. Yeah. Came all this way just to see you. <laughs> <laughs>